All right, it's another edition of Headliners. It's October 26th. Uh, today we're talking about a bunch of stuff that happened in the news and box office stuff. And uh, if you can't tell, I'm sick, so I'm going to fight through this little cold. Jimmy, Dave, they're all here. We're all back together again after a week off for me. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I've seen three movies in my life. Bridge on the River Kwai, Patton, and Herbie Fully Loaded. You serious, Clark? I always tell it to Is that your thing? You come into a bar, you read some obscure passage, and then pretend you, you pawn it off as your own? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Did that go the way you thought it was going to go? Nope. All right. Uh, this weekend's, or last weekend's box office, Halloween was the lone debut that made the top ten. Uh, made $76 million, which is fucking awesome for this time of year. Uh, Stars Born's number two, Venom fell to number three, then we got Goosebumps 2, and First Man rounding at the top five. It's October. Halloween's going to be on top. Yeah, it's just perfect time oh, for, yeah. for Halloween. It's, so, it, uh, some fun facts about it. It's the second largest October opening ever. Ooh. Um, nice. Behind Venom from a few weeks ago. <laughs> uh, and it is the largest opening for a woman over 55 starring. <laughs> nice. There's like some stupid baseball stats out there. But That's great. terrible. Oh, yeah. Great. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you are if you make Halloween and you're not at the top of the box office and in the last two weeks of October, you've done a really shitty job making yeah. and promoting your movie. I, I will say... Uh, in the past, like, two weeks, I've seen mid-90s, Halloween, uh, Apostle, and Kindergarten Teacher, and Halloween was the most enjoyable. Not the highest critically, but it's, like, the second highest critically for me. But you're, you're a big fan a of the movie. genre. Yeah. I like Danny McBride, so I'm rooting for him to make good movies. Yeah. yeah. And it's also a nostalgic factor. People who, like, who love the original, like, and knew about it, they're like, oh, well, shit, I'm going to go back and watch it today. Um also, I, I was I was a big fan of I was a big fan of the uh, the Saw series, and that came out every Halloween, and that was like, oh, I'm going to go see that. But that's not like for everyone because it was newer. Yeah, and I will say this just because I assume we're never going to review Halloween on this podcast. So, no. a quick review for anyone listening is: if you like the first one, you'll really like this one because it goes back to its roots, where it's not like as jump scare horror. Like the first one was more a thriller with a little bit of slasher in it, and that's what this is. It's really a thriller over, like, I, I can only think of one jump scare in the whole movie. Nice. I well, like I have a friend who is number one horror, AMC Horror Fest fan and big Halloween fan, so I texted him to see what he thinks. And mm-hmm. he'll, he's the final authority on Halloween movies. He doesn't know, okay. it, but I'm saying he is. Okay. Hmm. Did he respond? No. We'll see if he responds. Oh, all right. Well, we'll get yeah. our uh, horror correspondent. Yeah, and actually, I got I can do you one better. Uh, we have a, a a friend of the podcast who is actually the stunt double for Mike Myers. Oh, really? Ooh. Eaton? No, no. But it would be cool if it was, though. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to be cool like you for a second. I don't understand. I don't understand what happened. We don't have a friend as a stunt double. No, just no, Eaton was. He, he wasn't. He wasn't the the stunt man for that one. Oh. He just. Sheehan's just lying to us now on the podcast. Uh, oh, you lied. I get it. <laughs> I get it now. I'm on a lot of drugs right now with Dayquils and Nyquils, so. Well, you know what? Speaking of a lot of drugs, our first trailer, Cold Pursuit, is dealing with. Overdose. Oh, yeah. Kid dies. Heroin. Yeah. 
kid da- Thank you. I was blanking on what drug he took. Uh, yeah, hell of a segue there. Shout take, out us. Take, take, taken one. Change Istanbul for some Canadian snowy place. Change a daughter for a son. Change sex trafficking for drug trafficking. And you have cold pursuit. Liam Neeson's also, latest. I, rinse it I don't repeat know. I like that he is not a like former spy or anything. He's just a plow driver, and that's. I guess. He's every he's every man. Yeah, sure. It's it's uh, the same movie that he always does. I don't know. I, I, am... I, I I'm I'm team like Liam Nielsen should stop doing these movies, but and then I started doing eye rolls when I figured that was going to be. But then as the more went on, the more I saw, I was like, you know what? I'm interested. It could it's be just... it could be a fun movie. But, yeah, it, it looks like it looks like it goes over the top into, into stupid territory, which makes it makes it a little bit enjoyable. Yeah. yeah, it embraces it. I remember, um, I think before I even started writing for Half Glass, I wrote a thing on this R. because R. this was originally going to be his last action movie, and I was like, this is a perfect one to go out on. It's the most preposterous. What fucking else would movie. he do if he didn't do action movies? That just means his last. I movie. mean. He, we, yeah, I mean, he does some character stuff. He was in Silence a year and a half ago, I think, 2016. Yeah, but, but he couldn't star in anything but action movies. He has a no-kiss contract, so he can't do any love movies, and he's not going to be do, doing well, yeah, no, he, he He was going to like pretty much retire. The reason he does action movies is super depressing. It was after his wife died, he needed to work a lot just to get his mind off of it, and this was the most, like, the action movies were the most physically tolling that would, like, get his mind off of it. And he has That's a no-kiss contract because he never wants to kiss another woman. Wants his wife yeah. to be his last kiss. Did so not know like, that. That's 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 super super depressing and sad. Yeah, yeah but I was this like, if this guy. is gonna be his last one, fuck yeah, go out with a ridiculous like Mister Plow the killer. Yeah. Next movie, Bird Box, which is basically Quiet Place, but you're not allowed to see the creatures instead of make noise. This is the collective conscious of Hollywood that's crazy. Like, no strings attached, and uh, Friends with Benefits came out at the same time. Happy Gilmore and Tin Cup came out at the same time. These two movies coming out at the same time. Bird Box had to be pissed they weren't first to market. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look as quality as Quiet Things, but it's basically the same premise. Yeah. Uh, also, how pissed was like the author? Because it's based on a book that's like 10 years old. No, <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, that does is, is, is books finally getting made into a movie and like four months before an amazing, probably better version of it comes out? Yeah, because like I can believe it being quiet. I don't have to suspend my disbelief. They're probably going to do shit in this movie with blindfolds on that I'm like, you're not. You, that's not happening. When well, she's standing, standing in the boat. The forest just hitting things. I was dying. When they were whitewater rafting in the preview with blindfolds mm. on, I'm like, yo, come on. That's, that's the dumbest thing you can do. Cut the shit. <laughs> Where are you going? You're like, yeah. You don't know. Just All walk right. along the beach if you have to be blindfolded. Yeah, yep. That's pretty silly. All right. <laughs> just give me a lake just going around in circles. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last one we're going to talk about is Escape Room, which is basically just uh, Saw 2. With the current trend of escape rooms twisted into it, this is uh, terrible. This is garbage. Yeah, no, it's 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 it it's looks soft. horrible. But I I like the gimmick. But maybe because I work in an industry where vendors are always like, "Hey, why don't we like have a team outing and go to an escape room?" So I I like that. But I work in corporate America. That's probably why. Corporate do you, America. Do you actually want to go to an escape room? I've never done one. I've heard they're a ton of fun. 
I know, but I, I'm in the same deal with you. And actually, had to, I had to plan the the company outings. Everyone's saying like, escape room, escape room, escape. I'm like, that sounds fucking terrible. Locked in a room with seven of you, and we have to get out and work together. That doesn't sound like a good time. Oh, I like my coworkers. Well, good for Shout you. Shout out any of you who are listening. <laughs> Shout out. Mm. Shout, Shout out to coworkers. All right, let's move on to things worth mentioning but not worth discussing. All right, didn't divvy this up, but I'll take the first one. <laughs> Disney's considering a reboot of Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, they're going to be using the the guys who wrote Deadpool, which which is great. I mean, I love I love Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, I'm the only one on the podcast who does. And but what's curious I is the first one. Everyone did. I was still I was still on board through the last one that came out last year, which is kind of oh. curious that you know they're rebooting something that happens that's not even cold yet. Did Johnny Depp going to be in the reboot? No, no, they, they want out of him. He's he's on his way out to Hollywood in general. Well, he just shit talked Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Like he just said the last movie sucked. Like he was like, "This is so stupid." Yeah, no, he said that about almost all of his projects. He's he is. Uh, on a downward spiral towards suicide. It's I mean, not very if, obvious. Not if the next Harry Potter movie is like as good as the last trailer made it look. He's the main villain in that series, so he's going to be around for like another ten years. No, nah, everyone's talking about how much he, they hate him now. No, he he is he's a new Mel Gibson with without uh, a racist or anti-Semitic rant. So they that's hard to him. do. <laughs> it's hard to do. Cool. Well, good for the guys who wrote Deadpool and Zombieland, but I'm not watching another Pirates of the Caribbean movie because they've been trash. No, they're good. And just the first one is very good. Stop franchising. Like, we don't need to reboot franchises. We don't. We don't. We need to see more of them. Speaking just of rebooting franchises. franchises, though, LeBron James wants to reboot uh, Friday the 13th again, now that the original owner, or the original writer, owns the rights again. Don't care. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, <laughs> I couldn't care less. I know LeBron loves, like, horror movies, and he moved to L.A. and joined the Lakers just so he could be in L.A. to, like, produce, produce movies, but I could not care less about this. Shane, at, some, at some point, I put it in, there, in here because I was like, God, oh, fucking reboots. We're going to have to talk about reboots at some point and have a good long conversation of the pros, cons, if we like them, if they should not exist, or, or if, if the whole, like, if everything needs to be redone again, like, books are rewritten, you know, why aren't movies just rewritten? Is that which is the different conversation for a different day so just well, think about it my my stance on them is if it's a good idea that wasn't done well the first time well you never know nothing's perfect until you see if it's not perfect that that didn't come out right like, but you know what i mean if somebody remade Waterworld, i'd be all for it because i love like the idea behind Waterworld, but i know objectively it's a bad movie yeah i love Waterworld. me too yeah, it's, it's a, good it's a one. great movie it's in my mind, it's a great movie, but I know why I, everyone hates it. I that, think it could benefit from modern technology. That mm-hmm. dude they make sit in the in the bottom of the oil tanker, like in a rowboat, in the oil, because they can't just send down a beach, bo- beach ball with a measured <laughs> string. <laughs> they, then they, <laughs> they light the match and send it down there, and like it starts to burn, and he just goes, oh, thank God, <laughs> and then dies. <laughs> That's a fantastic scene. <laughs> Um, okay. All right. Uh, Netflix is in a lot of debt, but you guys were confused yourselves on the on the pre-show. Is does this all boil down place. to Netflix? Netflix spends a fuck ton of money and then makes a fuck ton of money. Is that what this boils down to? Essentially, yeah. I mean, I I read the the headline says they're going at an additional two billion dollars in debt after be so that brings their debt count to a total of eight billion dollars. Which I don't know how you can be in debt if you're just making hand over fist and money. 
I think they raise the money to make these properties. Like, they're not paying it up front. They're, like, getting investors to raise the money, and then they pay back investors. Aren't we investors? We pay them every month. 160 yep. million of us pay them every month. Yeah. So uh, I, I had a TechCrunch article that said after their debt, their revenue this year is $15 billion. Which makes sense with the numbers I said last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was, because it was two point something billion a month. So after like 12 months and then minus eight billion. I have no uh, idea how the world and money works. I used to film um, high school or board of education meetings in Brewster, New York. Shout out Brewster, New York. That sounds and, wild. And like the, they were like, yeah, we got to spend two million on buses or like five million in debt. And we're going to spend one million on field trips this year. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> How is this much money just trading hands? It's like it's like the always sunny when Charlie goes to the fish market. Like, you just traded that fish for that same fish. What are you What's going on here? <laughs> the amount of money that just like, well, we're in debt, but we're making millions. But we're, it's like, what's I don't understand how currency or the econ- economics works at all. It doesn't make any sense. It's just, and at this point, there's no real cash anymore. It's all just digital numbers. And you know what bothers me, too? I needed to transfer money over from savings to checking, and it took two days. Why? You've got to get a better bank. My, for, I use Bank of America. It happens instantly. Yeah, Bank of America is awesome. My, my business bank I can go fuck themselves. Union Bank, if you're listening, <laughs> I, hate, I hate you with a fiery passion. As soon as I get some free time, I'm leaving. I'm out. Nice. No, I, I, Bank of America, if you're doing it, like, you're, you're checking to your savings in your own account. But, like, I get, like, USAA to Bank of America, that's two days, which doesn't make any sense because it's just digital. Yeah. Well, I guess I they have to shirt. verify it. Well, anyway, in really exciting news, Scorsese Sorry. and Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio are teaming up again for they're making an adaption to this book that called Killers of the Flower Moon. It's, a, oh. it's about 19, in the 1920s, there was a tribe of uh, Native American people called the o- uh, Asaji. Osa- I don't know how to spell, spell Osage. Uh, Osage. Osage. Osage people. And I guess they were like wealthy Native Americans because they had oil deposits that they were like making money off. And then they just got slaughtered. So the, the, it's a true story, I believe. And yep. uh, they're so, okay, American history, 1920s, the, kind of the West. Scorsese, Leo, I'm fucking so all in. Yeah, this is this is high interest level here. Here, yeah, I can't wait to see a preview. Yeah, the, I I'm just excited for this. Another cool. one I saw earlier today. Uh, another pairing is you guys remember Tyler Sheridan from Wind River, Hell or High Water, Sicario. Yeah, he is writing another movie and direct. I believe directing and Chris Pratt starring, where uh, it, the FBI is after a drug kingpin who the CIA is propping up, which could be pretty good. Has, has Pratt done a drama where he's good? He was no. in uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Was he? he? Yeah, he was good in that. He was a smaller oh, role, but he was, he was very, in, like, yes. He was in Moneyball, too. Yeah, he wasn't yeah, like that a was, he was comedic com- role. He was the comedic effect in Moneyball. But no, he was Scott Hatterberg. He wasn't that funny. He was Passengers was supposed to be a serious movie. And it wasn't good. We asked for good ones. But I, I think... Passengers, it wasn't his fault. The movie was just shit. Yeah, that should have been a psycho thriller. It was really weird. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we didn't do that, right? That was before we started this podcast? Yeah, way before. Yeah. Passengers... We talked about it either on podcast or like we talked about one of it our when run we, of shows. Like, yeah, okay. We talked about it when we talked about Mother, talking about how uh, shitty of a run 
uh, what's her face has gone on? Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. All right. All right. So the the main headline here. Um, you guys, you guys have seen the Jinx, right? Yeah. The HBO documentary on not, Robert Durst. All right. Heard, You've heard I've about heard it. A ton about it. Yeah. Basically, the guy admitted to killing several people at the end of it, un- unknowingly mic'd up. Uh, so he's on trial now for those murders, and the prosecutors are submitting a Ryan Gosling movie as evidence because the movie is is loosely based on Robert Durst's life. Um, physical evidence, a movie, which is kind of weird. It's that's never been done before. I don't think. It makes the reason, sense though. The reason being is in the uh, the DVD extras. Robert Durst is in the fucking commentary saying, "Yeah, very, very close to what actually happened." Yeah, and it's about him, who killed three people: his neighbor, his wife, and his neighbor dog. and dog. Yeah. So, I mean, Robert Durst is an idiot. He's creepy as fuck. If you haven't watched the Jinx, it's only six episodes long, and it it's was really the good. director of this movie. He made this movie about Durst and the trials that he was on and the murders he supposedly committed. He supposedly committed one in Galveston way before this, too, that he got off on. Like, he had, they admitted that he did kill him, but they let him go because of the reasoning. You got to watch a documentary because that's fucking wild. It's, yeah, it was, like, supposed to be self-defense. Was yeah, argument, he, like, right? murdered him and chopped him up and admitted to it. They never found the head, either. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. Fucking but, weird, man. So, so that director made this movie based on Durst, and then the director said, oh, I'm making a, a documentary now. Because uh, he had already basically confessed on DVD commentary, so the guy was like, let's make a documentary about this. And mm-hmm. sat him down for an interview. He went to the bathroom, forgot he was mic'd up, and says, what have you done? Killed them all, of course. So. Jesus. Yeah, because in the final moments, they actually had the actual evidence, because a big thing was a letter that was mailed to the police to, to find the body of one of the people he murdered, and he spelt the name of the, of the street or something wrong, something he's done time and time before again in the, the same like way he, he writes things. I love it, handwriting forensics. Yeah, and they, they showed him two handwriting things. They're like, all right, well, no, it's totally different. I, I do it totally different. They put them side by side, and they're like, pick yours. And he couldn't do it, and he starts burping, like uncontrollably <laughs> burping. Yeah, because when you're, when you're like panicking and stressed and like anxiety, you start like burping. <laughs> it's, it, he couldn't stop himself from burping. He's like, I, I got to go to the bathroom. Uh, uh, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> all right. It's um, wild. Um, so do you think the jury has to watch the entire movie? It's a bad it's movie. Being, yeah, but do you think they have to watch it? No. Or are they just going to show a DVD jacket? No, no I don't I think I feel that... like they got to watch it. If they're using it as evidence, like the jury just goes in a back room for an hour and a half or whatever and watches it. Imagine if they watched it right there in court. That'd be fun. I think they'd be interesting. I think, I think they have to, right? You can't submit half of evidence. You need to show the whole thing. Do you think you can request popcorn if you're on the jury? I think you have to. Why can't the jury eat while they drur? Stupid. Oh, they really can't? I guess not. It seems like I, I was just opened my mind to the possibility. I've never seen a jury eating while sitting there. They have lunch break and shit. Could you imagine that you're like on O.J. Simpson's case and you're just sitting there eating like a Butterfinger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's unprofessional. Like, it's, I can see why they wouldn't want you doing that. Um, have you guys, ever guys uh, been on a jury? No. No, I got called for jury duty last year, but then I just sat in a room for a day, and they were like, all right, you're good. I've never got, gone in when called. I, I, I got called in. I, I got uh, put on a assault and battery case, and I found him innocent, despite actually breaking some kid's job, because he was asking for it, I felt like. <laughs> that what? seems like not how the law should work. <laughs> it, was, it, was like a, it, was a, it was a house party fight, and 
the kid was a bitch, and he he, he sued <laughs> he, he sued him two months after the fact. He uh, we 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 think he started the instigating the fight, and then he got hurt and cried to mommy. It would happen to Lynn, which if you know Lynn, tells you everything you need to know. It's it's not a good place, and you don't start you don't start house a, a fight at a house party. So we let the guy get off. Cool, that's cool that you're on jury. <laughs> shout out, shout out, Jerry's. I like him. Uh, I I really hope they get to watch this movie. That be I don't think they will. It's a bad movie. Yeah, like I was gonna say, should Gosling, we review this movie next uh, time we don't have something to watch? It's like before he became good at stuff. Actually, I don't think that's true because he's awesome in Remember the Titans, and I think that half, was like his first role, right? Yeah, Murder by Numbers. He played uh, was uh, Murder by Numbers also a movie about a killing. Gosling, what's going well, on? Sheehan put a good note in this. That like I didn't watch the trailer, but he said it looks terrible. But now that you guys have seen the Jinx, maybe he was mm. good at portraying Robert Durst. Yeah, the first, the opening scene in the trailer, it's uh, him standing awkwardly at a door. He's like, um, "Don't know, forgot why I came here." And he's like, just really creepy and awkward. It's like, "Oh yeah, that's he nailed it from my the documentary." That was a good that was a good uh, impression of Durst by you. Thank you, serial killer. Hey, right after this movie, he did Drive, though, which is great performance. Mm-hmm. Lucky him, because imagine, like, you didn't have something coming out right after this, especially so- something, like, so good. Yeah. If this was, like, the last thing that he put out there for a while, definitely hurt his career. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so, movies coming out this week. Uh, the main one is Hunter Killer. Uh, it's an action. It's basically, like, Battleship, what Battleship should have been. Boo. Boo? Yeah, oh, boo. You, you hate you you hate fun movies. Boo, hunter killer. It's just it's two submarines basically attacking each other, which is it's, it's awesome. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Some of us need to go turn our brains off, Jimmy. Yeah. Um, Indivisible is coming out, which is actually the the uh, based on a true story of a chaplain in the army. Um, looks decent enough. Do you want to already get that? Yeah, Heartbreak Ridge. Yeah, which was better yeah. than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, so I think this is like a, a knockoff of Heartbreak Ridge. And then Sus- Superior, Susp- Suspiria. It's a remake of a horror movie. That's all I needed to know. Yeah, we so, talked about the trailer a while back. It's The original is really fucking weird. I'm going to guess you talked about it and we abstained. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure I, we, I we think, looked at... Yeah, I think I spent like five minutes trying to explain it without spoiling it. And you guys just stared at me like I was crazy, so I gave up. Yeah, I gotta tell you, whenever you try to describe a a thriller or, or a um a horror movie, don't worry about spoiling it for us. Yeah, true. Just All don't right, worry. Well, is about some weird witch vampires. Boo. Cool. Who own a dance studio? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's they, like that's how they prey on the, they get like world renowned dancers to come there and like join their coven. Weird. Well, happy Friday, everyone. I'm wait, excited. wait, wait! Before we wrap up. Did our horror correspondent get back to you? Oh. No, motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, right. go see Halloween this week. I'll All right. FaceTime well, him right now. You're going to FaceTime? Well, we'll FaceTime him and see if he answers. Okay. Great radio. In the meantime, in the meantime, thanks for listening. Uh, subscribe to us and like us on Instagram at Six Pack Cinema. Uh, rate, review, t- five stars, a whole bit. Tell all your friends. We're, we're happy to, to talk to you every Friday and Monday. Yeah, tweet at us. us. Ask us questions. Tell us what you want us to review. Next, uh, next, next Monday we're doing 
two Netflix movies, Kindergarten, whatever, and next, yeah, what's the other one? Apostle and Kindergarten Teacher. So go watch them over the weekend. They're available. Yes. They're on Netflix. Yes. Both on Netflix. They're both worthwhile watches. Ah, worthwhile because you get to hear us talk about them. You, yep. you missed Sheehan's very big week. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Take it easy, guys. See you.